Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. This week, we are talking about all of Warner Brothers movies in 2021 coming to theaters and HBO Max at the same time. Day and date. What? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I am joined by that that uh, nice, soft, whispery voice was Cody Moffat. Yep. He's back on the show. Thank you for being here, sir. No problem. Uh, subbing in for John, who uh, yeah. is apparently lazy or something, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know... I, I love the fact that you sub in for both of us, and also I was I was telling John last week I was like if if someone had to permanently replace me on the show I would want it to be Cody Moffat. Oh, that's very sweet of you. I was hoping that would happen, but uh. <laughs> but dang it, dang it. <laughs> Chris recovered, and uh, you know now you're just filling in for John though. So we'll just now I'm back gunning for like his this. spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it. It's uh, it's good. Um, so, uh, we'll talk about, talk about all that movie stuff a little bit later. Uh, but first, what have you been up to this week, Cody? All right. So I have been sitting at home like every week. <laughs> in, in work, like most of America. And <laughs> working from home. And I'm trying to, trying to really get back into video games again. Uh, mm. John told me about the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. And I was looking into it and it's applicable to PC, so I'm like mostly PC gaming. I don't own an Xbox. Nice. So uh, I have been using that, and I really like it. I wish mm. I would have known about this like years ago. It nice. I looked at like all the games on Game Pass, and I'm like, I bought that on Steam and never played it. I bought this on Steam and never played it. I'm <laughs> like, this would have saved me so much money. <laughs> so I've been... Dude, yeah. I can... I can so... I can remember. There's one. There's one. I'll, I'll let. I'll let you keep going here in a second. But there's one thing. This was years ago at this point, um, and I and I think about it from time to time, and I, it, it hurts my heart. But I, there was uh, at one point. I don't remember why. It was just out of nowhere. There was no reason for it. it. Wasn't Christmas. It wasn't my birthday. It wasn't anything. You bought me a copy of Sonic All Stars Racing on. Steam. Oh yeah. Wanting to play with me and race me. But the problem was I'm on a Mac and it was only a <laughs> PC Windows license. Oh, and I was no. like, I'm real sorry, bro. I can't play with you, even though you bought this for me. I have no way to play this. And I always felt terrible. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty terrible of you. You should have yeah. immediately went out, bought the parts, built a gaming PC. <laughs> I mean, I went yes. to all that trouble to spend five ninety nine to, to, to buy you that on Steam. So I mean, I don't, I, think, I don't think you told me. I think it just showed up and it said Cody Moffat had gifted me a game, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I got all excited, and then now I probably got it for free in a bundle, and I'm like, who can I pawn this off on? <laughs> who do I well, hate? I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate the 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 thought either way. So yeah, I've been I've been using the Xbox Game Pass on PC and it's pretty sweet. So I've really been getting into uh I guess my pick of the week, Final mm. Fantasy 15. Oh, which is like 5 years too late to be pick of the week. 
You want to do pick of the week right now? Oh uh, yeah. Pick of the week. All right, so your pick of the week is Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 15. Yes. Yeah, so. Not the remake, the original. Oh no, Final Fan this is like this is going a little further back, probably 4 or 5 years that All this right. game came out. So the remake is of Final Fantasy VII, which I haven't played yet. Oh, you're yet. right. It is Final Fantasy VII. I'm waiting for that to come out on PC. I have a PS4 that I bought for the Final Fantasy VII remake, right? Yeah. But I'm afraid to buy it because I know then I'll have to get a PS5 to play the sequel to the Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> so my <laughs> save not, transfers... That's not going to come for years, dude. I, I know. I know. But Like uh, probably the end of the PS5 life cycle. I'm, you know... It could be PS6. I don't know. I don't know how the save transfer. <laughs> Until I see how these save transfers are going to work, I'm not putting in the time. Okay. All right. But yeah, I've been playing Final Fantasy 15. I don't think I like the game, but I keep playing it. <laughs> you're like, you're a dude who's like a prince, and your dad's the king, and you're supposed to go on like a road trip with your buddies. Okay. But then like the king dies, and a bunch of stuff happens. And you're like, you look kind of like a boy band. Yeah. It's it's real weird. And a lot of it is like just driving. Like you don't even have to actually drive the car. The other guy can drive the car. But it gives okay. you like, it gives you like real time like travel. So it's like, it's going to take seven minutes to get there. And you're like, <laughs> okay. So you're like, and I'm like waiting for my guy to show up there and it's just, Watching a car drive for seven minutes. Are you kidding me? There's no like fast travel. <laughs> there, you get fast travel like after you get to a place, you can fast travel to it. Okay, but, but you the, have to drive there in real time. Yeah, but yeah, the first time you go there, you have to drive there in real time. What? That and makes it's not zero sense. And it's not like smart. So like, if the place is near another place you've been, and you want to drive there, it'll drive you the whole way there. So it's faster to like figure out that. You can fast travel to a place nearby and then drive. Okay. But the game is really irritating, and I can't stop playing it. I don't know why. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how any of the mechanics work. I just keep playing it. I think I think I just like mashing buttons. It pretty much plays itself. I think that's what how, I like about it. How, how far are you into this game? Probably like 15 hours or something. Oh, my goodness. But you don't enjoy it. <laughs> I... I <laughs> I don't not enjoy it, I guess. I guess it just passes the time. <laughs> okay, all right. It's like this is easier than reading. So I've, I've <laughs> kind of been on, on the same kind of kick with uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Okay. Honestly, hate that game. It's the worst. That's the new like, one, right? That's the new one. The new like pilot one where you're flying around. Um, do not like it. Do not enjoy it. Uh, I have this like... Insane need to finish it though, and so like, and I'm p terrible at it. That's why I hate it. <laughs> and like, I spent it was a Saturday. I sat down. I'm like, I'm gonna let me let me let me you know bust through another another level of this. An hour later, I finally finished this level that probably takes you know someone who enjoys flying like these kinds of games, fighter games, uh, flying fight fight. I don't know what what kind of genre you call this flight simulator. I guess space no, flight simulator. How realistic yeah, is it? Is it it's like not realistic? Is it like Rogue Squadron, which is yeah. like more of yeah, an arcade? Sure. 
It's more, yeah, it's more arcadey. This okay. Is the, and this is my big frustration. I've talked about it on the podcast with John, so I won't belabor the point. But my biggest frustration is like they tell you to go do things, and then they don't. They tell like they're like, hey, you need to ambush this thing and shoot these these bombs, and so that they all blow up. But do they give you a waypoint marker for the bombs? No. Do they tell you like when you should shoot these bombs? No. How to even get there? How to nothing? Nothing. They don't. They don't give you the. And so, I don't know. Somehow John finished this thing in like a weekend, and it's taken me forever. Hmm. And uh, so I keep. I just have this like just ridiculous need and now desire to finish it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm finishing this game. <laughs> You just uh, always compare it to your brother. You like John finished this. <laughs> See, I don't even think that's, that's it. I th- I'm just like I, I like I just like I I've started. It. I've come this far. It's one of those. It's like the sunk cost fallacy. It's like I've I've come this far. I have to finish it. Yeah, that's true. And I like I'm like le- on level twelve, and I I was like, surely this is close to the end. This has to be. These are, these levels are so hard. You're and just waiting for the game to end. Yeah, and I looked. I I decided I'm like I'm just gonna look it up. How how many levels are in this game? Sixteen. So I have like five more to go. Oh. Uh, so, you know. I hate when they don't have waypoints in games now. It's Dude, it's needed. It's needed and like yeah. I mean, any anyway, I won't get it. I'll, I will rant all night on this. <laughs> how much I hate this game. Do you have a VR? I do. I do have a VR headset. I I think it might actually be fun in VR because. You can, you know, like you, it'll make you feel like you're actually sitting in the cockpit, and you can turn your head around and look at everything, and that that would probably be fun. It went on sale for like twenty two bucks on Steam for yeah. the Thanksgiving like fall sale or whatever. Yeah, maybe it's winter. I forget what they call it. Black Friday or something. Yeah. So I considered getting it, but then I was like, I don't really like flight simulator kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean. It's not like you know Microsoft Flight Simulator where like, uh, like because like I feel like the point of those kinds of things is just um, it's almost training. Hey, what? It's almost training like Microsoft yeah. Flight Simulator. And it's like, hey, you know, just go fly around the Sears Tower in Chicago or Willis Tower in Chicago, and that's just for the fun of it. And that's like the extent of the fun in the flight simulator. I kind of see. Oh, sorry. And I was going to say this has objectives and things to do, but it's not. It's not. It's not fun. Yeah, it sounds terrible. I'd rather play boring Final Fantasy fifteen. There you go. And 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 uh, and hate every minute of that. I don't hate it. I just okay, no, good, I nothing good. it. I nothing it. It's just. It's just whatever. Yeah, it's just whatever. Like, it's just. I there's no TV shows coming out really. I know it's crazy. So, like, nothing's happening. So I'm just kind of, like, spinning my wheels. I'm like, this is taking a lot of time. It's nice. You, like, pick a quest. You wait your 15 (laughs) minutes for your car to drive there. (laughs) So you got plenty of time to, like, go get, like, a glass of water, you know, like, check Facebook. (laughs) Watch watch your guys, watch your little boy band drive around. It's great. It's, like, super casual. That's hilarious. Um, I could be learning another language <laughs> or like <laughs> doing something productive with my life, but I'm like, nah, I'll just I'll just play Final Fantasy 15. Um, so your pick of the week is Final Fantasy 15 or Game Pass? Final Fantasy 15, that was your pick of the week. 
Yeah, I was I trying to help. decide like w- between them. I think Game Pass though, because it lets you Game try Pass. a lot of games. Like if I you're like pretty it. non-committal like me and you'll just give up immediately, it's great. It reminds me like when I was a kid and I used to play games, I used to just rent them. My dad would take me and like we'd rent like a game like every week. Yeah. So I never got into that mode where like I have to finish a game or like beat a game. I would just play it enough like as much as I enjoyed it. Right. And then be done with it. Well, like, I mean, you know, and I don't feel like, well, I don't know that there was necessarily pressure, as much pressure back then to finish games because they were, number one, so hard. And yeah. then number two, most of them you had to start at the beginning every time you turn it on. Oh, yeah. I've never and beaten so, Sonic 2. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly can't remember which Sonics I've beaten, but I haven't beat all of them. And then, like, the ones that I did, it would be because we, like, you know, got to some kind of, like, continue... And like continued from, I don't think I've ever beat a Sonic game from start to finish in one sitting. No, they were just like too. This. They were just too hard. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with Mario. I don't think I've ever. I mean, I don't know if you could, but I've definitely not beat Mario in a one sitting from start to finish. Oh, uh, Mario World, you can easy. Can you? Yeah, I don't, I've never played Mario World. Yeah, uh, there's like a number of shortcuts and stuff you can take. I mean, okay. somebody who's good would be able to beat all of them pretty easy, probably. Right. I mean, speedrunners, man, those those guys are crazy. Oh yeah, it's it's nuts watching them like figure out like they'll like disassemble the code of the game, right? And figure out like if you push this, if you put this turtle shell right here at this moment, <laughs> like it. <laughs> it messes up the memory on the game and you can like, yeah, and, like shoot ahead. It warps you to the end. Yeah, like it's absolutely insane. The stuff they yeah, come uh, up with. I'm like, why don't these guys apply themselves to <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh, you know, curing cancer or something. We'd be on Mars, cancer would be cured. <laughs> They'd be like, We found a glitch in your DNA and it just lets you live forever if you do this. So <laughs> we sequenced all these animals and figured it out. It's crazy. So <laughs> Yeah, no, like randomly there'll be like a news article and it'll be like, you know, speedrunner finds new glitch that shaves 0.35 seconds off of, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like we're talking about shaving half a second off of your speed run. Like that's, that seems insane, but I guess it all matters. Yeah. I mean, it's their, it's their thing that they're into, so I shouldn't make fun of it. Totally. I just I think they're totally like brilliant to be able to do that, and I hope that a lot of them are also engineers that have day jobs that are contributing to totally allowing them to contribute their genius to the world. You know, yeah. Um, so my pick of the week is going to be something that we've talked about before. It's not really anything new, but it's the Mandalorian. Oh and yeah. Just uh, I'm just gonna say no spoilers, but if you don't want to hear anything about the Mandalorian. I actually might spoil it here in a second, but I'll warn you. But I like this latest episode, man. Best one of the series, really? So far. Yeah. Hmm. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, you didn't like it? No, I think I thought it was good, but mm-hmm. like, I honestly really liked the western, the like super westerny kind of episodes. I guess this was kind of like western. This was so. Uh, so we're gonna spoil this. So like, um, fast forward if you don't want to hear Mandalorian stuff. Uh, and uh, just go to the end of pick of the week, which could be, I don't know. Just keep just keep skipping until you hear us not talking about the Mandalorian. 
<laughs> they just skip right ahead to like the spoilery yeah. part. Um, dude, so this was like because westerns are like samurai film, like that. And okay. That's what I like about this is that um, it it kind of combines a western with a samurai film, and there you can you know even like the I mean there there's basically this kind of like you know samurai fight between Ahsoka and I can't remember the 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 woman's name, but like the the main empire lead. lady who out of nowhere yeah. like. You're like, oh, she can fight a Jedi? Like, totally. Yes, I, I know. Just like, with, with not a lightsaber? I was like, what? I thought she was just like a bureaucrat or something. <laughs> just a paper pusher. Yeah, and I'm like, nope. I guess she's like super, super BA. She can fight a Jedi. She's a warrior. Uh, but then again, mean, meanwhile, out in the street, you've got this kind of like showdown, high noon shootout between the Mandalorian and you know her lackey. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, like, even to the extent, like, you have, like, you know, he's defending the villagers in the town, and you've got this guy who, like, you know, shows up on the, one of the, on a roof, and he shoots him off. You know, this is very Western-esque. Yeah, I guess it was super Western. I don't know why I didn't like it as much as other episodes hmm. then. I You're think, not the only person to tell me that. I think I liked the first episode of the second season the most so far. I mean, it which, was super Western. Which was, like, yeah, it was super Western. But, like, uh, it didn't have, like, a great meaning to the plot or anything. It was just, like, a wholly, like, one-off, like, inconsequential thing. And I think I like those the best for some reason. I'm I'm not sure why. I mean, I like – what was the actor's name? The guy who played the other – like the Timothy Oliphant? Was that it? I I like Timothy Oliphant a lot. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. So, like, Um, this one – this one was, like – I guess because it was kind of dark. Yeah. Like the planet looked like I'm like all right, so they got they got control of that town back, but it kind of looks wrecked anyway. So it's like a hollow victory for me. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, and I and I get that. Like, and someone said they felt like this was just like another like, you know, well, this is just another random offshoot episode. But like, I don't know. I mean, I like Ahsoka enough that like, I've been waiting for her to show up. Hopefully, since we watched The Force Awakens. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, a live action version of Ahsoka. I'm like, I she has to. I wanted her to show up in the in the movies. See, I never watched the Clone Wars, so like, mm. I'm aware of Ahsoka because I've been on the internet. Yeah, and like, I've I've heard of her. She was like Anakin's Padawan. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but like, so I was kind of like clued in on that, but it it just wasn't like super meaningful for me. So without that, like callback the episode didn't mean as much to me i can see that for sure what did you think of baby yoda's name grogu i hated it (laughs) i think that's i think that's the whole reason maybe the whole reason like i still like the episode but i didn't like it as much as the other ones and i think that's part of it because now instead of like i don't like that the mystery behind like his name is revealed now because i love Mm -hmm. mysteries Mm-hmm. I like having oh, that carrot like dangled, but also <laughs> like Grogu is a dumb name. <laughs> Grogu, Grogu. It makes me Grogu. think of like this big, massive, like beast monster man, <laughs> and it's it's like a little little baby Yoda looking dude. I liked yeah. the child. I liked referring it to to him as the child. the child, and I hope uh-huh. I hope that uh, Mando doesn't. Call him Grogu ever. I think he. I, think, I hope he just calls him like Buddy. 
Pal. Pal. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> Guy. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like <laughs> just nondescript. I think that's uh, what they were hinting at, because like Rosario Dawson was like, Yeah, his name's Grogu, and Mando's like, whatever. <laughs> he didn't I'm say that, but that. in my mind, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, <laughs> totally, that's your fictionalized version of the episode, Cody. <laughs> I mean, some of it's like the you know the Mandalorian like doesn't he doesn't say anything. I don't even know. Do we know his name? I don't know. I'm I'm happy not knowing any character's name. I'm super okay. happy like with that. I'm totally fine. Okay. They can just be archetypes, you know. Yeah, yeah. It can totally. be like Lone Wolf and Cub, you know. I feel like if, I feel like we should call him the Gunfighter or something like that. Yeah. What was cool. what did you think of um the acting for Ahsoka? <clears throat> so I it it was she's interesting because she kind of just like was played her as this like very just very thoughtful and calm and you know speaks real slow and like that kind of Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, which which I'm I, I'm not opposed to like she's older now. I mean, she would probably be. Uh, I mean, she'd be older than Luke at this point. Oh, okay. Um, she she would be. Um, because, like, if Luke was because like she was alive before like Luke and and Leia were were born. Yeah. If she because yeah. she was you know in the Clone Wars. So I mean, I don't know what where that really puts her at, but um, I'm sure somebody on the internet is screaming right now. Couple know. thousand. Couple thousand. Right. What is she? Is um, she a Twi'lek? Twi'lek? Yeah. And so I could see her in her older age um, being a little more, you know, thoughtful and less rambunctious and reckless, which is kind of like, you know, she used to be a little bit, especially in the Clone Wars early on mm-hmm. when she was, you know, first his Padawan. And then she was in Rebels as well. And she was, you know, again, she wasn't. I don't know. It it did feel a little dry to me, and I was like, I don't like as much as I want an Ahsoka series. I'm like, I don't know that I could take a whole series of this. Yeah. See, what I do you think I am not familiar with the character of Ahsoka, like how she's supposed to act. Yeah. But I know that Rosario Dawson is a good actress. Yeah. So, but like, I kept feeling like the acting was like kind of flat, and I wasn't sure if that was just how the character is. Like, it's kind of like calm, reverent. Emotionless. Yeah. I guess Jedi are kind of emotionless. They're monsters, psychopaths, really. But uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, it it wasn't doing anything for me. That whole character just kind of turned me off. Well, and I know that I'm in the minority on this. You know, at least or at least you know, John disagrees with me. I think, but like, I mean, I'm not super impressed with the acting in this series as a whole. Um, especially, and some of it may be the writing, and some of it may be the direction. But like, especially in season one. Like the extra character, like the shock trooper, I can't remember her name, her character name, and uh, the the old dude, you know, who uh, they, we just saw, we just saw him, like they, they uh, oh. in, in a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, the UFC fighter. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. It's just like the way that the lines, either the lines are not like written well, or they just deliver them like unconvincingly for me. Oh, uh. but that's me. I don't know. Yeah, I could time. I could see that. Uh, what is the UFC fighter's name? I don't, I don't think she's like, like a great actress or anything. 
even like the the older lady on Tatooine, whenever you know he went there this season, and she's sitting there just rattling off all this stuff and like how much he hates droids and blah 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 blah, and like this just feels like you're a crazy lady reciting lines. Like I feel like I would see you in a play. See, I thought she was a good actress. I'm I sure like she is. I like the parts that she plays, um, and that's and that's where I say like I'm I'm definitely in the minority on this. But yeah, I can see the other actors being kind of flat. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of uh, Jeans Guy? Jeans Guy. Who was Jeans Guy? Dude, you should. Okay, uh, if you haven't seen it. Uh, oh, Jeans Guy. Oh, okay. The, the guy that was like the in the back. I heard they edited him out. Like, did they? Right? Good. I hate stuff like that. <laughs> that's that's the world we live in. You can release updates to anything at any time. It's like, like the uh, Kanye remixed it? his album and everybody's iTunes changed like years yeah. and years ago. Yep. That stuff I don't like. I think, but like taking like mess ups out of movies, I, I, I'm okay with. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, they took the, what was it, the pickup truck in the background of Fellowship of the Ring out. Oh, really? Uh huh. That was, was my like, favorite character. I, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was the uh, beginning of the, the, the unexpected journey. Oh. Um, and then, uh, then the, uh, Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. Yeah, it didn't help. They should have, it's better if they left it in for, <laughs> it's more entertaining. This is kind of a it's, hater episode. I'm just hating on everything. Yeah. But, the two things in Game of Thrones, the two goofs that bother me the most, and it's, it's not even like crazy goofs. There's this one in, I think it's uh, not hard home. It's one of the battle, like one of the like big battle episodes. Oh, and okay. Jon Snow jumps on this horse and he very clearly has a rubber sword on him. Oh, and like it flops. Wiggling. Yeah, it's like <laughs> flopping around. And I'm like, what is going on? This is I terrible. Think I, I didn't notice it, but I think I saw the gifs and stuff afterwards. Yeah, well, like after I saw the gifs, so then whenever I watched the episode again, I'm like, I can't unsee that now. That's awesome. And then, and then, so, and this was like, I've never, I haven't seen anybody comment on this, but, um... There's uh in in the early episodes it was like episodes like in the second season or something like that. Um Tyrion is sitting there drinking out of like what's supposed to be like you know like a uh a goblet horn oh uh, bullhorn yeah, like okay bullhorn cup or something like that. Okay. And he lifts it up and you know those like oval gold made in China stickers? Oh my gosh. 100% <laughs> on the bottom of that cup. <laughs> And I'm like, I what? Why? Why leave? I can't. It's like that's such an easy thing to edit out. Also, it's also an easy thing to check on set. Just, just make sure there's no made in China stickers on this stuff. I mean, it could be part of the lore. Maybe, <laughs> maybe China is a different continent. King's than, Landing and Westeros. All their dishes from China. <laughs> from China. Yeah, <laughs> it's like modern China, but it's in the same world as Westeros, and they just. They never talk about it, and the Chinese don't associate with them because they're like primitives. <laughs> like, why would they bother with these weird people fighting with swords? Oh, yeah. They think fairies yeah, like, are real and stuff. Who cares? Yeah, they're like, well, we could bomb them at any point. Let's just leave them alone. <laughs> leave them alone. Let them do little, their thing. little dragons. We'll, I don't know. We'll sell them cups for gold or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, those, so those are our picks of the week. I uh, Game Pass for Cody. Game Pass. And The Mandalorian for me. All right, we have two news items. The news! 
Oh my goodness. Um, two news items. So first is DuckTales, the rebooted series that reboot uh, is ending. This is from um, IGN, written by P.D. Onito. DuckTales is officially coming to an end with the series finale set to air in 2021. Disney representatives confirmed the news to IGN on Wednesday. Production on the series has already been completed. Quote, the talented creative team led by Matt Youngberg and Francisco Agonis have delivered exceptional storytelling with uniquely reimagined characters for three seasons of 75 episodes and more than 15 shorts. Hmm. While physical... Production has wrapped. DuckTales continues to be available on Disney channels and Disney Plus around the world, and fans will get an epic season finale in 2021. Hmm. I never watched it. The hashtag Renewed DuckTales began showing up on Twitter Tuesday night, and a writer for Collider tweeted that he saw a lot of people using the hashtag, but heard the show was already canceled. Yeah. It's always a bummer when something gets canceled, if you've been watching it, but like... (laughs) Yeah, I never watched it either, and so that's probably why it got canceled, because we weren't watching it. Yeah, I mean, like, I've only got so much attention, and I'm spending it all on Final Fantasy fifteen right now. Yes, so, I mean, so, it's under, it's understandable. Like, so this was on Disney Plus, like, exclusively? No, I think it was on Disney, I think it was on, it was either on Disney Channel or um, Disney XD. Okay. And then, then they, yeah, then they put it on Disney Plus after that. Do children watch cartoons? I mean, as as far as I know, they do. I think they do. Because I feel like the children I know now don't really watch cartoons. They watch more like live action stuff than anything. I mean, like my nephews I know do, like that are old enough, but like they also don't have internet and or cable TV, so they watch a lot of like old cartoons that we grew up with. Oh, okay. So maybe they're not. Maybe they're not a good benchmark to. Yeah, measure. they're like they're like thirty years behind. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That's a great question. We should we should uh we should go out on the streets, do something on the street, and ask the kids what they're watching these days. <laughs> I think that's a terrible idea. It's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna show up with uh one of those Home Alone recorders, like home from Home Alone too. <laughs> the, like, the pen one? No, like the uh there was a recorder. It was like the. Uh, the Home Alone recorder, it was it's like that has a tape and it has this like uh, extendable like microphone that comes out and like oh, you can I feel talk like into. I, I had one of these. I did too. It, it was cool. And it was cool because it was on Home Alone too. It's Home Alone season right now. I know. I we've already watched we watched all three of them actually. Really? Yeah. I th- I had thought that I had had never seen the third one, but then once we watched it, I was like, wait a minute, I re- I think I remember watching that at one point. Is that the one where he's in New York? No, the New- that's Home Alone two. Which okay, is, honestly, I st- I st- I like that one a lot too, hmm. like almost just as much as the first one. Is the third um, one? He's just like a full grown Macaulay Culkin. That would be probably better than what we actually got. <laughs> he's which like is, forty. It's not even Macaulay Culkin. It's an entirely different uh, kid. Oh. With an entirely different family, still in Chicago though, and instead of house robbers, he takes down international uh, weapons dealers. Oh, geez! So it's like some kind of <laughs> diehard situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, he's home home with chickenpox, and uh, these people who stole a, um, a it's like a missile guidance chip from the Air Force. Okay. Sh- 
show up and um, he gets a hold of it somehow. So they're coming after him and he has to stop them. You're honestly getting me really interested in Home Alone 3. You, you should watch it. I mean, it's, it wasn't a bad watch. It's just not, you know, it's not the heartwarming Christmas movie that the other two are. Do the other movies hold up still? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. One and two, totally. I mean, with the, with the exception of like, you know, these days, a kid of that age would probably have a cell phone and his parents would be able to track him. And, you know, there's no way that any of these adults in this these movies would let him run around by himself. Oh, yeah. Think. Cell phones ruin so many plots. I know. Honestly, if I was going to write a movie, like, or like, especially like a thriller, you know, I'd want to like set it back before cell phones. So you like, you know, you have to do everything by payphone and, you know, catch people at home and stuff like that. That's why all the new stuff is in the 80s. It's not like because people are retro or like reminiscing, it's because it's easier to write like a story in the 80s. Because you don't have that instant communication that solves most of the problems that writers come up with. Right. So like or Stranger like Things. Er, like Early 90s movies. Oh, yeah. Know, like uh, like the, 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 the whole climax in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, you know, where he's chasing, uh, chasing her down, trying to get, you know, tell her not to move from New York and to, you know, stay with me. Oh, yeah. That's he's, the entire like, point chase- of the plot. I know. All he has to do in, you know, if it was set later is just pick up the phone and call her. Just look her up on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an instant resolve. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just solves all the all your problems. Hmm. But yet causes so many. <laughs> <laughs> do they have right. that as a plot point in any movie that you know of? Like people just misinterpreting texts? Key and Peele had like a skit about it that was pretty funny. Oh, I never saw that one. It was like one guy keeps texting the other stuff like okay and stuff, and the one guy's like totally relaxed, and the other guy's like losing his mind because he's just taking the conversation in a totally different way. That's amazing. Did you ever watch um, Keanu? Uh, no, I, I think I saw part of it. That's their uh, feature-length film, right? Yeah. It, it was good. I liked it. It wasn't, you know, like, it's not one of those, like, it's not a classic. You know, I'm not going to watch it over and over and over again. But it was good. Those guys, some of the sketches that they produced on their show were so professional and, like, had, like, it looked like they had, like, insane, like, CGI budgets and stuff. I, or maybe just technology has changed that much. But I was super impressed with their sketch show, like, production values. Yeah, I did, too. They, they're They're great. I wish they were still making stuff. Um, all right. So last piece of news is uh, Fortnite, Chapter 2, Season 5. Um, the Mandalorian uh, is in the game, and if you purchase the Battle Pass, you unlock him. However, you have to find his Beskar armor. Oh. Which is kind of cool. It makes me want to get back into Fortnite and play Fortnite just to get this character and pick up his his Beskar armor. Wait, what do you get when you get the armor? Do you get to be I, him? I mean, you probably get to wear it. You get to wear it. it, and then like, you're oh yeah, more powerful, and you win. You build all the forts. Probably not that. Oh. Probably just you know, you just look cool. Do you get a jetpack? Uh, I don't know actually. It doesn't. Wait, hang on. So now it looks like he's uh, he's he, he's also one of their. The new boss characters in Fortnite, which I don't know about, like okay, I, 
I stopped playing Fortnite about a year ago whenever um, whenever Call of Duty Warzone came out and I started playing that. I, w- I was kind of like, well, I can't keep up with two battle passes on, in two different battle royales. So I kind of just fell off of Fortnite, but this might get me back into it. Yeah, I don't get the boss character thing because last time I played it was like three years ago and you just fight each other. So I'm I'm confused about this boss thing. This game yeah. must have like totally changed. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's that's what I love about it. But that's also like it, it just changed all the time. And so like, um, that was kind of it wasn't it wasn't a reason I left. But you would be good. You would become good at it, and then something would change, and it would like it change just like the the kind of just like base gameplay and then you'd have to learn a new mechanic or learn how to deal with uh, vehicles or something like that. And so it was always changing, always had some variety. I think it's really interesting whenever you think about games like that where like you literally cannot go back and play the original Fortnite. Oh, yeah, there's no game preservation for that. No. And a lot of games are going to end up like that. Yeah, totally. One uh, One recently, I don't know if you guys have talked about it at all, but uh, they're shutting down the servers for... Mario Maker on the Wii U. Oh, I didn't know that. What? The original Mario Maker? Yeah. So you won't be able to access anything? I don't think so. I, oh, my goodness. I'm assuming that's what's what it means because, like, you'd hop on and, like, download new levels from the community and stuff, right? Yeah, 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 totally. So I don't know if levels that you have downloaded, I assume you'd still have them. I don't know how that's going to shake out, but that game's, like, effectively dead now. Dang. That's a bummer. Yeah, and a lot of like a lot of the games we play now are dependent on like some server being maintained. Fortnite totally. being an example. Yeah. Uh, Destiny. Well, that's the thing. You know, yeah, Destiny. I mean, you can't go back and play the original Destiny or original Destiny Two. Even like they've they've taken like those campaigns out of there. Like yeah, that which that seems absurd to me. I don't understand that, but like at they like what they said was. Is they want to? They don't want the game to be, you know, two hundred gigabytes. But I'm like, well, just give me the option to install them in pieces. Then, like, if I want to install a two hundred fifty gigabyte game, let me do it. They should. It would be cool if they had like some kind of streaming ability, like a uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. When you like go to a new area or something, I think it will download that area from Microsoft server. I think they have mm-hmm. like seven petabytes of like world data or something crazy dang so it's like it's pulling but again it's pulled there so in that in that scenario it's like pulling from the servers constantly yeah which is super cool that and is I, cool i love that we can do that stuff but you're right like there's no way to preserve that but to me it's like i don't really care <laughs> like like a lot of games are like pretty ephemeral they're just they're just gonna go away and i'm fine with it like yeah I, but then again, there's stuff like I grew up with those like Super Mario World and stuff like that, and I can still play one of those games and enjoy it. Totally, and I think you could probably still. I mean, you know, if Destiny One still existed in its like original form, or Destiny Two, like I mean, it would still be fun. Yeah, I I, st- I still like Halo too because I got I that too. on PC, and I'm like, this is still pretty fun. Yeah, totally. And the graphics aren't like aren't bad. Yeah. It was like where like I wouldn't go back and play like a lot of N sixty four games and stuff like that or PlayStation because it was just hard to look at, you know. 
Yeah, that, like that. It's funny because like I feel like that we're real nostalgic about that era. Like so, yeah, PlayStation One and N sixty four. But like whenever you put those in, like they totally don't look right, and they're hard yeah. to play because of the controllers. A lot of times, like you have you you know have you tried to play Goldeneye recently on an original N sixty four controller? Yeah, I remember having so much fun with that game, and then to try to like aim with the C stick. Uh huh. <laughs> it's I've just heard like of- super hard. I've heard of people like trying to do like updated versions or like recreate it. I think somebody recreated Goldeneye, maybe in like Unity or like Unreal Engine or something like that, so that you can play with like real like mouse and keyboard controls. So you can aim for real instead of using a C stick on an N64 controller. Wow, that's wild. But I don't know if that got taken down or something like that. Uh, so that's all, all the news I have. That's the news. That's the news. That's the news. That's it's it's Chinatown, baby. <laughs> um, all right. So the uh, the main segment we're talking about Warner Brothers just announced that movies like Dune, The Matrix Four, Mortal Kombat are coming to HBO Max along with the entire Warner Brothers 2021 slate. Uh, this is uh, an article from IGN by Terry Schwartz. Warner Brothers announced an industry-shaking approach to distributing its films in 2021, revealing that it will be making all 17 of its theatrically released movies that year available concurrently for a one-month exclusive window on HBO Max. That means the United States-based customers will be able to watch highly anticipated releases including Dune, The Matrix, The Suicide Squad, Mortal Kombat, and more at the same time on HBO Max as they would be able to see them released in theaters. More importantly, watching the movies will require no extra cost to HBO Max subscribers. Warner Brothers announced the news on Thursday, citing the hybrid streaming and theatrical release change as a strategic response to the impact of the ongoing global pandemic, particularly in the U.S. All films will release on HBO Max in 4K, Ultra HD, and HDR on HBO Max. After the one-month HBO Max exclusive window is up, the movies will continue to run in theaters in the United States and internationally, with all customary distribution windows applying to the title. HBO Max released this new promo imagery as part of their announcement. This is uh, all the logos of the movie. So Godzilla versus Kong, The Suicide Squad, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Wonder Woman 1984, Dune, The Matrix 4, The Little Things, Mini Saint, The Many Saints of Newark, Mortal Kombat, A New Legacy, Tom and Jerry, Judas and the Black Messiah, Malignant, Those Who Wish Me Dead, In the Heights, and Reminiscence. The news will impact Warner Brothers picture, Pictures 2021. Exp- well, this is the weirdest. Why is this a sentence? <laughs> I'm just going to read this. This news will impact Warner Brothers Pictures Group 2021 Expected, which they included in their announcement with an asterisk, release slate, which currently includes the little things. Oh, I just said all that. Um, oh, it's also going to include, I, I didn't say, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy, and uh, King Richard, Cry Macho, and Matrix 4. Hmm. Uh, Warner Media Studios Chair and CEO Ann Sarnoff said in a statement, we're living in unprecedented times which call for creative solutions, including this new in- initiative for the Warner Brothers Picture Group. No one wants films back on the big screen more than we do. We know new content 
is the lifeblood of theatrical exhibition, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at a reduced capacity throughout 2021. With this unique one-year plan, we can support our partners in exhibition with a steady pipeline of world-class films, while also giving moviegoers who may not have access to theaters or aren't quite ready to go back to the movies the chance to see our amazing 2021 films. We see it as a win-win for film lovers and exhibitors, and we're extremely grateful to our filmmaking partners for working with us on this innovative response to these circumstances. Toby Emmerich, chairman of Warner Brothers Picture Group, said this hybrid exhibition model enables us to best support our films, creative partners, and moviegoing in general throughout 2021. We have a fantastic wide-ranging slate of titles from talented and visionary filmmakers next year, and we're excited to be able to get these movies in front of audiences around the world. And as always, we'll support all of our releases with innovative and robust marketing campaigns for the theatrical debuts, while highlighting this unique opportunity to see our films domestically via HBO Max as well. Oh, man, this article is almost done. Uh, this news comes after Warner Brothers already announced similar plans for Wonder Woman 1984, which will come out in theaters and on HBO Max on December 25th, as HBO Max is currently only, only available in the United States. This means Warner Brothers' international debuts of these films will continue as planned. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter points out some partners such as Legendary which as Godzilla vs. Kong, we're not aware that this news was happening. These massive releases will join the previously announced 2021 debuts of Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Friends Reunion special, Gossip Girl re reboot, as well as the new season of Succession, making this the biggest calling card for HBO Max to drive new subscribers yet. While release dates could shift. Oh, here we go. Here are the currently announced release dates for each of the movies in Warner Brothers 2021 Slate. Um, and there's, uh, we don't have to go through all that. That's, you can go look up the article if you want to. HBO Max posted about the news on his Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Mm. A release from Warner Media CEO Jason Kilar about this news also revealed that principal photography for House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff series, will start in a, uh, quote, in a few months, <laughs> revealing new concept art of a dragon. Hmm. Uh, and then last week, just to give you some additional context, Cody, uh, before we. I asked you to comment on this. Um, we talked, or maybe it wasn't last week, but I think it was. We talked about um, the news that Wonder Woman 1984 was going to debut on Christmas Day of this year at the same time as it's releasing in theaters. And at the time, um, AMC's chairman, I think, was like basically, hey, we're living in unprecedented times and uh, we're okay with this just because we have to. Um, we have to be okay with it, basically, that kind of thing. They also, like the article we read, also pointed out, basically, I mean, Warner is, whenever they do this, is losing money because, like, Wonder Woman 1984, you know, it was like $200 million. And the fact that they are releasing it in, in number one, in, in the middle of a pandemic in theaters, you know, you, you look at something like uh, Tenet that didn't do well and did not make all its money back in theaters. But the fact that they, they only have like 7 million subscribers or something like that to HBO Max, like they're really using this to drive subscribers to HBO Max. Or they're losing money on all these movies to try to drive subscriptions. Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll see if it works out for them. Are they really losing money? That, that seems hard to believe. Yeah. The, they're like the article that we read last week, like they basically did the math and it was like, you know, there's, they're, they're, they're losing money by, by doing this, but like, it's kind of like, you know, You've got to invest in 
I think they're using it as, as like kind of a double whammy. Like, well, you need to invest in original content to get people on your platform. But the the original content that you have uh, ready is all these movies. Well, it's supposed to be releasing in theaters first. That's really like the deal that you, you strike yeah. with these theaters. But because of the pandemic, why waste this? And let's see if we can get people who don't want to go out to the movies, uh, give them a reason to subscribe to HBO Max, which, I mean, it's a good deal. Like you think about it, like HBO Max is 15 bucks. That's less than the price of one movie ticket per month, you know? Yeah. So is HBO Max paying them like a huge amount of money to for the license for these films? I would assume. I mean, like, does doesn't Warner have some kind of stake in HBO? Max? No, that's probably true. It's probably like super cross pollinated. Like, yeah, I think I feel like they like somebody owns somebody here, um, or like has a huge investment in it. Because like you think about all every single piece of of. Uh, Warner Brothers DC superhero content is on HBO Max. Yeah. So. What do you think about this? I'm all for it because uh, they should have been doing this years ago. <laughs> like, it's cool. It's cool that it's subscription based. So, like, you yeah. just get it. Like, so many, like, so much content. Like, I talked about really enjoying the Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that. Everything's becoming like this Netflix distribution model. So I'm all for that because it, it's easier for the consumer. Uh, yeah. Do you uh, – will you – are you more likely to watch these movies because they're going to be on HBO Max than uh, you would be going to the theater? Uh, yeah, definitely uh, because I'm not going to go to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I mean, even if uh, – if theaters were open and I felt safe going to one uh, – I'd probably go see a few of those movies in the theater. Yeah. So they would be losing money in that aspect. But a lot of people probably wouldn't, like people with kids, people with like social lives and <laughs> things to do, but yeah. still want to catch a lot of these films and stay up to date with what's happening. I could see a ton of people uh, doing that. Or like people with families, like it probably costs like hundreds of dollars to take a, a large family out. Oh, totally. Well, and that's the like the interesting thing for me is like I'm probably honestly more apt to watch more of these movies. So like in in the past, you know, like I'm gonna go see Wonder Woman and The Matrix and Dune in theaters. You know, like that's what I would do. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't watch you know something like Mortal Kombat or. Um, uh, Tom and Jerry, you know, like I'm not going to go to the theaters and watch that. Yeah, I'd wait for that to like hit basic cable before yeah, I some, watch those. Some way for me to spend zero extra dollars on them. Yeah. And and that's what this is. Like I'm already, I, I'm already, we're already subscribing. So basically this, it's the fact that there's like what you referenced earlier, there's no new TV on. Like we've just been watching a lot of old stuff and like so we subscribed to, uh, to uh, HBO Max because it had a bunch of stuff on there that like we want to watch. Yeah, it's a power and move. Totally. They've got all so this like, content and that's a place to put it and it kind of like it's it recoups a lot of their losses by getting everybody subscribed to HBO Max and then they can taper off the quality of their content as the pandemic lessens. Totally. I mean, <laughs> be, and and you are kind of I I see what you're saying now like are they actually losing money versus like what the alternative is? Like what's the alternative? They just don't put these movies out and keep, you know, hold on to them for another year. 
Oh, yeah. Well, that's not what I meant. But yeah, I mean, they're they are recouping more money than they would have if they just shelved them, I think. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. Like, I mean, I don't think like there's not a lot of movies, you know, that are in production right now because all, all, all these studios are holding on to the movies that they had made and ready to go before the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah. And it's it's probably tough to shoot them. Totally. Oh, totally. I've heard of like, uh, uh, I was listening to some podcast and an actor, oh no, it was, uh, I was listening to uh, your mom's house that Tom Segura hosts. He's a mm-hmm. famous standup and he was talking about uh, turning down this one movie role because like the timelines that he would have to be there just for like these short scenes were like insane, like eight weeks. Oh my gosh. And it kept like expanding out because you had to quarantine for this long and do this oh for so long. So he was just like, after like they called him back for like a few times, he was like, no, I'm, I'm just not going to do this anymore because I might like miss Christmas and New Year's with my family. Oh my like, goodness. Yeah, that's not worth it. So I could see a lot of like, it just becomes more complex and more yeah. expensive to produce these things. Oh, and there was something recently, I don't even, I don't remember what, there was some, you know, some production that uh, I was reading about that halted production because, you know, like, a, a crew member, just a random, you know, crew member tested positive for COVID, and it's like shuts the whole thing down. And yeah. I mean, how long? How long are you going to play that game? You know, like it's it's not like it, with with any number of large number of people, you're going to end up with people testing positive. Yeah, uh, and you're just wasting money at that point. Yeah, so they might they might not do it at all. Some of them. Yeah, just- I mean Netflix. I don't know if you, did you ever watch uh, like Glow. Um, I love Glow, uh, dude. I freaking love Glow. They canceled. They canceled it. They're not doing a final season. That's that's one cancellation I'm really upset about. But uh, me too. I could see like, I could see it kind of tapering off, like plot wise. Like, what do they do next? I I don't right. know. Like, well, I think this is the last season anyway, and uh, because they were touting it as the final season, and the, and the crazy thing to me is they already paid all the actors. Like, so they've already paid them to do this show, this final season. And because of COVID, they're not, they like, and they have to wrestle. So they have to be like right next to each other. There's just like no like safe way to do it. Oh, uh, that, that's what they said. See, I feel like they could, in that situation, they could like kind of all quarantine together. Together. I mean, it's not like they're doing a lot of other stuff anyway. Totally. Like if everybody, if like they want the work, I feel like everybody could manage to. To just do this to to, yeah. to to form like one unit for like six months or however I'm not sure what the shooting schedules are, but the other thing that they said with that one specifically was like the fact that we've had to push back this production so long. It will by the time the final season would have aired, it would have been like three years after the previous. It would be 2022, oh. and they're like that's just like too long to between seasons to ensure that the audience will still be there. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Which is a bummer, man. I mean, just stuff like that. I mean, uh, there was another show. I don't. Did you? There was only one season <laughs> called. Um, man, what was it? It was a uh, uh, something like I'm think. I'm thinking about ending things or something like that. No, no, no. Hang uh, on. That was that was, was a movie. Was a movie. And I tried to watch it, and I had to look up what the movie was about. Dude, that movie, the plot. I I was like, what is happening here? It's got, crazy. I, I was like half paying attention to it anyway, which didn't help. 
but it's it's a totally out there movie. Let me look at there's another show. It had the girl from It in it. Um Oh, I feel like that ended on a uh, like a cliffhangery kind of thing. It, it did, and it it's not her, renewed. Her like, and it, what? And it 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 wasn't renewed, is what you're saying? So they renewed it. I'm not okay with this. That's what it's called. Yeah, it, they renewed it, but then once COVID hit, and they canceled it at the same time they canceled Glow. <sighs> that was crazy. The spoilers for it, I guess, because like. Who cares now? Because right. it's over. But like, it, they just had like a massive reveal. Like it was all like a normal kind of, kind of like eighties setting thing. Kind of like it and like Stranger Things, like that. I think it was in the eighties. Normal kind of suburban kid thing. And then like the last episode, she discovers she can like level forests. Yeah, she's, <laughs> like, all these she's like she's like a nuclear bomb, basically, <laughs> and. And so it's like that was just completely pointless now. Yeah. Well, there's and then there's this like person following her the whole time. You're like, what is happening? And then they have like these superpowers too. Oh, and it might be your dad, but we'll never yeah. know now. So never know. <laughs> no. Well, no. Or it might be the person that killed her dad. Yeah, something like that. They should at least like for those things. They should at least have the writer just release a statement. Here's what would have happened. <laughs> yeah, here's uh, here's where we're taking this. You'd be like, his name's I, Grogu. I, I He's a little. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I'm like, all right, I've lost interest. Okay, at on. least the Mandalorian's not getting canceled. If that thing got yeah. canceled, I would be upset. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, that's the only TV show. Uh-huh. Like, that's out. Yeah, they, that that's and probably Bob's Burgers. That's gonna be your pick of the week every week. Yeah. <laughs> until the pandemic is well, until nothing, a vaccine comes out. Nothing new here except for the Mandalorian still. <laughs> the Mandalorian is still out. It's still good. Still good, always good. Um so this is in, it's crazy. It's cra- we live in crazy times, Cody. I yeah. the one the one thing I'm concerned about is I'm concerned that movie theaters aren't gonna survive this. Yeah. It's possible. And I love I love me a good movie. In the I, theater. I really do enjoy the movie theater experience, but a lot of people really don't, and they have very practical reasons for it. Like, my dad has been telling me for years, and I never believed him, and now the article that you just read states what he's been saying, like, movies are just going to go to, like, online where you can just order them, like, people won't have to go into theaters. Yeah. And that's happened. It Like, that's one kind of nice thing about the pandemic is, like, a lot of progression that should have happened years ago is now being forced upon us. Yeah. Because we're having I mean, to use this technology to adapt. Say COVID, you know, went away tomorrow and there was like, it was just gone, you know? Yeah. Like, I wonder how, I mean, does the world just go back to normal or does like, or has the, has Pandora's box basically been opened and you can't go back to a world where we're not streaming at the same time as we're releasing in theaters? Yeah. Uh, I guess if it was tomorrow, it, yeah, it everything would go back to normal. But at the end of twenty twenty one, yeah, that's that's a different thing because once this HBO Max thing happens, and I'm sure there's other like movie companies that are going to have to adapt to this too or die. Yeah, you know, right. Unless they can just hold up and coast, which they might be able to. I think I've read something like Nintendo, not a movie company, but you know, a media company of some sort, it could survive for a hundred years 
at its current spending rate. <laughs> wow, that's insane. <laughs> like if they made no more money. Yeah, if they made no more money and kept spending the same, <laughs> which seems hard. I feel like I'm saying that wrong because it seems so hard to believe, but maybe. I mean, like you think about like some somebody like Apple, they have like billions and billions and billions of dollars in cash reserves. Yeah. Like that's insane. So like Warner Brothers could probably hold up. Yeah. For like a year or two. Yeah. So so when you were, we were talking, like, did they, are they losing money doing this? Mm. Versus like if they waited, maybe they would be better off waiting. But they must have decided they aren't. Well, I think they see it as an investment in HBO Max. Oh, like, okay. You know, like long term, this will only help us because we're going to drive up our subscribers. And maybe, yeah. Maybe they think the Pandora's box is opened. Like, maybe it's too late. And they've decided this is the way. Like, I mean, Netflix has basically been doing this. And they're just trying to get back into that territory that Netflix is trying to take, the movie distribution territory. That's true, because they do it, and then they release their their movie in theaters for like three months or whatever it is, you know, if they want to be, so they they can be considered for uh, an Academy Award or whatever. Yeah. So they're just trying to get into that from the other angle, like coming yeah. from traditional movie theaters. That's a good point. Uh, this uh, Somebody just sent uh, – uh, Megan Ledford, a friend of the show, just sent me uh, an article. Uh, this is from Variety. AMC opposes Warner Brothers' plan to stream 2021 theatrical releases immediately. This is by Dave McNary. Um Adam Aaron, CEO and president of the AMC Entertainment Theater chain, is opposing Warner Brothers' plan to simultaneously release all of its 2021 movies on HBO Max and in theaters. Aaron noted Thursday afternoon that he had backed Warner's previous strategy, unveiled on November 22nd, to roll out Wonder Woman 1984 on Christmas Day on both HBO Max and in theaters, but expressed strong reservations about following the same course for the entire 2021 slate. Quote, These coronavirus-impacted times are uncharted waters for all of us, which is why AMC signed on to an HBO Max exception to customary practices for one film only, Wonder Woman 1984, being released by Warner Brothers at Christmas when the pandemic appears that it will be at its height. However, Warner now hopes to do this for their for all their 2021 theatrical movies, despite the likelihood that with vaccines right around the corner, the theater business is expected to recover. Hmm. Aaron said his chain, which operates 659 locations as the largest U.S. exhibitor, is being asked to subsidize HBO Max. Quote, clearly Warner Media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the profitability of its movie studio division and that of its production partners and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. As for AMC, we will do all in our power to ensure that Warner does not do so at our expense. We will aggressively pursue economic terms that preserve our business. We have already commenced an immediate and urgent dialogue with the leadership of Warner on the subject. Uh, we've already com- commenced an immediate and urgent dialogue with leadership of Warner on this subject, end quote. He noted that he's hopeful that the imminent arrival of COVID-19 vaccines will revive the movie-going business. Quote, as this issue gets sorted out, we are nonetheless encouraged that vaccines protecting society at large against the coronavirus are very much at hand. So it is our expectation that moviegoers soon will be able to once again delight in, in coming to our theaters without any worry, viewing the world's best movies safely in our big seats with our big sound and on our big screens. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, prior to the, 
No, you're fine. <laughs> do they have? Do they have? Sorry to no, interrupt, no, but D. like, do they? Are they the movie yeah, theater the that D. has the they D box? The big D. <laughs> the big D. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> have you ever gotten the big D seat? Oh, yeah. They like, it like it, yeah. It's, what is uh, it it's like, like a Dolby, subwoofer the under the theater. chair? That's why they, what the D stands for. Yeah. And it's got like this rumble seat in the chair. <laughs> so the, the AMC CAO is like, <laughs> can't get the big D and the big seats from our, in our, you can't get the big D at home and the big screen. You can just. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs your comfortable lazy boy that you have at home and your 80-inch 4K TV you need, you need this, the that's spotless? Uh, prior to Warner Brothers' announcement, AMC Entertainment Holdings filed to raise up to $844 million by selling stock as the exhibitor struggles to stay afloat during the COVID-19 pandemic. The, well, the AMC plans to sell up to 200 million shares. Um at an estimated offering price of four twenty-two per share, based on trading, November thirtieth, shares plunged sixty-nine cents in trading on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, and that's the end of that article. That seems like a really crazy way to end that article. <laughs> so I, f- I, f- I feel like uh, I feel like this article changes the game. Maybe yeah. Warner Brothers is making. They're striking while AMC is weak. Totally. They like they want out of whatever these contracts they're in. And they're like, AMC is just bleeding money right now. We can just outlawyer them because we're this giant corporation. Well, and I they're mean, not AMC necessarily too, they're not Warner Brothers, they're not, I would say, is probably a lot a lot bigger. Yeah, they're not about to go out of business. So they're like, we can take advantage of this situation, get our streaming stuff going. It's gonna to be totally sweet. AMC will just kind of die, so they can't. <laughs> they can't. Pers- they can't pursue us legally. So, yeah. Um, what? Because they're looking they, at. What do you think they oh, mean by like they're going to make sure it doesn't impact them? Are they going to go to Warner and ask for more money, or ask say, hey, if you're going to do this, you have to pay us money? I have, uh, you know, I, I have no idea on like how law or contracts work. <laughs> so, so maybe. Yeah, maybe they want some cut of like the HBO Max profits or something like that. I just don't know like what recourse does AMC have other than saying, "Well, we won't uh show any of your any of your movies in our theaters." But all that does is just hurts AMC as yeah. well. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't understand the terms of whatever deal they have currently are. Yeah. But it seems like Warner Brothers could get out because like for a contract to to work, both parties have to hold up their end of the deal, right? I mean, and right. And right you, now, AMC can't show think? movies, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not like you, you can't. I mean, ha- that's a great point. Like, hey, you're not doing your thing because of COVID. So I guess AMC is technically still open. Like, they just have like a limited number of screens. Yeah, maybe there's some kind of like minimum quota of like eyeballs yeah. that have to be accessible. I mean, and that's definitely not happening, you know. Like, I mean, Tenant, uh, that was, I mean, that was a, a summer movie. They released it in the summer, a big, huge tentpole film. And it like didn't even come close to making what they needed it to make so solely in theaters. Warner Brothers ready to cut these ties and 
Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it for AMC. <sighs> Man, that'd be crazy. But this might have happened eventually anyway. That's true. It's just, you know, accelerating. Yeah. Because, like, I know as I get older, I, I don't want to go outside as much. <laughs> in general. Anywhere. Yeah, like, my then, dad my dad will not. I don't think he's been to a movie theater in, like, 10, 15 years. Wow. Like, I think the last movie he saw was probably when we saw, like, one of the King Kong reboots. In, <laughs> like, well, not the, the most recent one. Have theaters really changed in 15 years? No. Mm. Not really. I do love the theater experience, though. Like the seven, I think it's like 7.1 surround sound. The sound is really what makes a theater for me. Agreed. I mean, you can't replicate that at home. I also really enjoy previews. I do, too. I would feel like the whole experience, dude. Getting some popcorn, double popcorn. There's nothing like theater popcorn. And it's like a social event where you don't have to talk to your friends. Yeah, it's a good hang for, you know, introverts. and. You know, you're just like, hey, let's let's just chill. I don't need to sit and talk to you. Yeah, let's just be together. Or like a date night or something. Like, yeah, I feel like that makes you know brings you close, makes you closer to people. I, yeah, I'm just gonna sit next to you for two hours and not even have to talk to you. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Social but antisocial. Yeah, I mean, but in a in a non-offensive way. Yeah, we just get to absorb each other's auras for like. <laughs> Yeah, smell, smell, sniff each other's musk. Smith, sniff each other's <laughs> musk. <laughs> Breathe each other's particles. <laughs> gain each other's diseases and immunities. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man. Just as a safety, and then we can go get dinner afterwards and talk about it. Yeah, I mean, now you're you just want, making me want to go to a movie theater with you. So maybe AMC won't die off. Well, what I'm hearing is maybe I should buy stock in AMC, dude. And the off chance that it like it does come back. Well, maybe not idea. off chance. Like people will probably be dying to go to the movie theaters. And after the pandemic, I'm imagining like even the worst touring bands will be selling out constantly. I mean, that's that's part of the thing. Like, I mean, he has a good point. Like, oh yeah, totally. I I cannot wait to go to a concert again. Like. I mean, it's going to be insane. He's like, a part of that's probably the CEO being hopeful. <laughs> like, but, right. But, I know, but like, it might be realistic too. It could I don't be. Know. Like, we don't know. Like, once these vaccines, I mean, we've got three, what, three vaccines coming yeah. out soon. Like, once those start rolling out, I don't, like, it, it could be just this huge, you know, watershed moment where all of a sudden everything opens back up and all of a sudden you know, we're having concerts again. We're all, you know, getting together, hanging out. Like, yeah, it it's gonna huge. it's gonna be the summer of love, basically. Dude, holy like, moly! <laughs> it's 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 what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's just like a nonstop party for like at least three months. I can like, go for that. Hopefully, like you know, before the summer, it's it's rolled out in general, and then we'll have an amazing summer. That's what my heart needs after 2020. I need a yeah. giant year long party. That's what I want. Not to make this a sad podcast, but I this is I think. I think things will turn around. I think yeah. uh, that'd be great. I'm, I mean, I'm optimistic. I mean, they have to, right? We can't do this forever. We can't do this for the rest of you know humanity's existence. Yeah, no, that wouldn't that wouldn't work out well. No, no. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, we should 
we should get to get, we'll plan a movie night and we will get together in person and go to the movies. Oh, uh, that would be fun. I think yeah. I would, I, after this, I would literally drive the eight hours to go see you <laughs> well, just to watch to a is, movie. For let's just hour. both drive four hours and we can meet in the middle and go see a movie. There's nothing there. You, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cornfield. Just cornfields. We could, just, we could uh, I mean, at that point, I mean, I was going to say we could set up our own screen, but at that point, it defeats the purpose of going to a theater. Yeah, we could do that now. Let's right. just meet in a cornfield now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I guess we're a risk to each other at that point. But well, I mean, we'll yeah, see it's going to be the summer alone. It's gonna, yeah. It is. It's going to be. It's going to be wild. I I really want to take a trip after all of this. I want to visit Japan. Mm. I've never been there. I almost did early on in the coronavirus when we all thought it was the flu. Like you were just like, hey, I'm getting out of here, going to Japan. Because like there was a time when like ticket prices dropped. Oh, I see. Rapidly, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, statistically, I'm probably all right, right? So, I mean, dude, it's a good thing you didn't. You probably would have gotten stuck there. Oh yeah, that's completely possible. I would be stuck like in, in, a, in Japan. another alternate universe. There is a Cody Moffat living in Japan right now. Yeah, he doesn't know the language at all. He's too dumb to learn. <laughs> They keep feeding him. Just <laughs> <laughs> ramen. So much ramen. Just ramen. They're like, we don't know what to do with him. <laughs> I'm like this Godzilla-esque figure. I'm ruining Japan. Oh, my goodness. They're trying to figure out, like, what to do with me. <laughs> We're too nice to just, like... <laughs> Push him I mean, off got, into the ocean, but yeah, like I mean, they're not. I mean, and and this is the thing: you're over there. You're over there. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not gonna. They can't do anything with you. You guy can't leave. Yeah. I can't. I'm unemployable there. I'm too lazy. <laughs> you're too lazy. I, I can't. I can't work 18 hours a day. Yeah. I mean, no, no, no. That's absurd. I don't know the language. Yeah. Maybe I missed out. Maybe I could have. Maybe I should have went. Could be living the life right now. Yeah, living the life. I'd probably <laughs> just be homeless, and they'd forget about me. Mm. That'd be the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. I prefer to think of the other scenario. The other scenario. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awesome. I could become an English teacher. Oh, sure, totally, sure. I mean, I, although I feel like in order to be an English teacher, you have to know how to translate J Japanese into English. You don't. You don't? You just stand there and talk in English. I've been watching... Uh, this is probably my pick of the year. Okay. All right. It's I've Cody's been watching uh, Abroad in Japan on YouTube. I love that YouTube channel. Really? So it's this English guy who went to Japan as a, a teacher with the JET program. I forget what that stands for. It's probably like Japanese English teaching. And uh, yeah, he talks about his life there. He, he tours Japan. Uh, eventually he moved on from being a, uh, a teacher to just kind of like being a YouTuber there. And I think he did like a documentary on the nuclear, uh, the nuclear plant that had all those issues. Fukushima. The, uh, Fukushima. Yeah. Yeah. He did. And, or was it the Korean missile thing? Maybe he covered both. Cause they had that like alert about the North Korean missile testing. Because they thought they thought Japan thought it might be under attack for a short amount of time. That's wild. 
So yeah, he's got, I think the YouTube CEO shouted him out like just today. Wow. But the guy's been uh, putting out good stuff for a long time and I, I just watch him all the time. I love that dude. I'll have to check that out. What's it called? Abroad in Ab- Japan. Abroad in Japan. All right. Yeah. Gonna, His name is Chris Broad, but you can look up Abroad in Japan. Nice. I'm not like a the huge YouTube guy before this, but now I'm all about this. Just, I'm just, I mean, there's no TV shows. Yeah. I just spend all my time watching people eat uh, food from <laughs> food from gas stations in Japan now. that's <laughs> His channel isn't like that, but a, a few of them are. They're like, I'm going to get like... <laughs> gas station fried sushi? chicken from this yeah fried a, a lot of fried chicken there's a lot I mean, of fried I love chicken. gas station fried chicken Fri- I feel like gas station fried food like there's no no there's no problem with that supposedly it's awesome in Japan that's what one mm. of my buddy told me one of my buddies has told me that's visited like whenever whenever we were growing up there was a Hux next to our house I don't yeah know if you, yeah and they had the best fried bean burritos they were mm. so good hmm Man. I love I love gas station food. I know. I, I know haven't I had a lot because uh, <laughs> it's like questionable in non-pandemic times. Oh, totally. <laughs> gas station food, but now it's like a lot of a lot of foods that I would have eaten before. I'm like maybe not. We could probably honestly just start an entire channel about gas station food. I'd be fine with it. I, I can, would too. I can probably gain another 100 pounds before I die. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I feel like, I mean, I mean, this is not me gloating or anything. But I feel like I have almost a stomach of steel. I can I can I can put almost anything in that thing. Yeah. And it uh it it can withstand a lot of abuse. Okay, so you be the guy. Like, yeah, I'll I'll eat this food. I'll eat whatever you put in front of me. Cuz I can't do that. So like Okay. I'll scout out the gas stations. Yeah. I'll like write up a menu, an itinerary. Yes. And then we'll drive around. This is like, you know, post corona and the summer of love or whatever that's supposed to happen. And then we'll just force feed you all day for YouTube. It's good. I love it. I'm all for it. Let's do it. That was Chris before. Now six hundred pound. Now it's six hundred pound life later. Well, that's the thing. I feel like if that could become our our careers, and we could we could support ourselves with it, then I just spend the rest of the time working out, right? Yeah. And all we got to do is show up like once a I mean daily to a gas station. Yeah. And eat something. You know. I can do that. I feel like I do that now because I was thinking like. <laughs> Or I did at times in my life, and I was thinking, like, that's probably still so unhealthy then. And I'm like, that's not really that much different than how I'm living my life now, except a lot more working out. Yeah, I mean, eating Sonic <laughs> and Taco Bell every single day for lunch, like, that's not not the... <laughs> that's, this is just an improvement on my current situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not, not it's, any better at it's all. It's still bad for you, but it's less bad than my normal life. So that makes sense. <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, well, we probably we're we're, we're way down. Like we're so far off track. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, it's not. No, don't apologize. I've I'm so I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm just no, st- stop. I'm just as I'm just as uh, at fault. It's been an interesting conversation. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you. Oh no problem, dude. 
hopefully uh, we, we can do it in person uh, sometime in the future. Sounds disgusting. I, I wouldn't want to be around you. <laughs> I really prefer this remote friendship we have. <laughs> to our in-person friendship? To our in-person friendship? You're just hard to look at. Like, turn your video feed off. No, I'm just oh my kidding. Gosh. Uh, you can find us online at staringtargetpodcast.com on social at chrisrice250 and whatever at Cody is. No, I, every time I say no, I don't want people contacting no. okay. Me. Well, we will not contact you. And at staringtargetpod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.